There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort. Creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets turns. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Bowen, look over there. Wow. Is that the culture? Yes. Las culturistas. Ding dong. Las culturistas calling. Now, you said you were sort of shook a second ago. What has shook you? I just saw a tweet from a reader at my sayer lady just tweeted at us. And what did they say? Lost culturistas should also know if you click the ellipsis next to someone's be real, it will show you how many times they retook it. Oh! Isn't that shocking? That is shocking, shady, and shitty. Can I be real right now and say yeah, Always, that- always with me. Thank you. Then this, this podcast has been a be real for six years. Honey, be real? More like been real. <laughs> Honey. It's actually rule of culture number 14. Honey, honey, be, be real. real. More, More like, like been, been real. real. Say that. Actually, hashtag lost culture. Hashtag lost culture. But I will say I have retaken several be reals. And that's not being real. That's not being real. And you had the gall to be on here. Be, I'm like, I think this is going to save social media. It's getting me to be so real. It's still orders of magnitude better than any other social media platform. I'm actually reaching over with my foot right now to grab my... For those of you, because podcasts are not a visual medium, I'm actually horizontal yeah. right now, sort of like Mariah in her in her, um, in her in reality, reality show, show, Mariah's World. I'm horizontal on, on, my, on my bed in my hotel right now. I'm reaching over with my foot to get my phone because I think the reason why I'm getting it is because I don't want Be Real to tell me to be real and then... I mean, what, what will happen look, going forward, forward? We need a plan. If, if Be Real happens this episode or any other episode, 
Mm -hmm. during recording what do we do i think we have to be real we have to be real and i have to be i have to be real right now i really hope that that happens i hope that happens because let me tell you something i want everyone to know what i'm doing right now i want everyone to know about the people i'm with and talking to because i'm talking to legends I'm talking to legends. Before we sort of bring in the legend, can we talk about your legendary night you presented at the Tony Awards, you fucking six fiend? I presented <laughs> at the Tony Awards and I was telling our guest and you moments ago that like, we're just, again, and I know it's so uninteresting. To this hear. is so interesting. This is so interesting. No, but it's so uninteresting <laughs> conceptually to hear someone talk about how tired they are. <laughs> and we know, we, we realize publicists and readers that we've been doing this for the last few episodes, talking about how tired we are, but you know, Mm-hmm. the Fire Island press cycle is not over yet. No, for us. not even close. <laughs> and so... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, by the way. Sorry, by the way. <laughs> um, it, it will it will culminate in the Culture Awards. That will be the, basically the last press stop. Which is this weekend on Saturday, and we want to see you all there. So Bowen and I are doing Watch What Happens Live. By the time this comes out, that'll be out. And we're, do, we're going to P-Town so Bowen can get an award and I can sort of hashtag be there. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Saturday night is the Culture Awards. And then that's really kind of it. That's kind of it. And I, I and there will be a perfect sort of coda and a little little period to the whole thing. Yeah, it will be a coda and a period for sure. It'll be coda and a period. Anyway, the Tonys, I, I'm just, my body is just like barely functioning. And so I did unfortunately feel like I was dissociating the entire time I was there. And it was a four hour ceremony. That is long. And that is sort of a long. choice when like when when the Tony Awards or any awards body is like, you know what we're going to do? Be very long. Like yeah. that is that is a real genuine choice. I will say that I read something that made me really laugh about you presenting at the awards. Oh, I no. told you about this, but they oh. said <laughs> it was someone who tweeted and said the Tony Awards audience just reacted to Bell and Yang coming on stage like Andrew Garfield coming out of the portal in Spider-Man. Like, ah! Yeah! <laughs> Like they were just like, oh my god, it's Bowen Yang from Saturday Night Live. It's you. So I exciting. I was just impressed that people had the energy towards the end of the show because I was presenting towards the end, and I'm like, everyone's gonna be so tuckered out. Out of all the performances, who tore and slayed and went off the hardest? Oh my god, Drakina Kalukongo mm-hmm. was incredible and mm-hmm. fucking immediate standing O as soon as she yeah. was done. And then her speech was also like everyone was shaking, and then I had to follow that. By coming mm-hmm. in, I think maybe, maybe I think she probably set me up. She amped up that entire crowd mm-hmm. so that I could come out and be like, "Queen Slay, a pop star, Henry VIII, <laughs> six. and then <laughs> and then it happened. This is six. Six. Oh my god! But it was actually really fun to. Can I? I will be real and say, is, isn't it like our dream to like present that? Not 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 All an I award. All I want to do is present. Not an award, but like for like be the. Be the Travolta for the Frozen, you know. One hundred percent. That's all I want to do. And I, I, I actually, I am, I am a little gagged if I think about it now. But yesterday was such like a okay. Now you, you go here, you go here, you go here. It was just like really, yeah. really crazy. And I mostly the grounding force was Eddie Valk, our stage manager at SNL was stage managing the Tonys, and it was actually really nice to have him there. Sorry, this is, this is some showbiz, showbiz biz. biz. Um, well, I, I thought you looked absolutely stunning, like a queen. And Thank P.S. You. My night was interesting too because I had game show in the at the Bell House and oh Tomas. By the way, everyone's obsessed with Tomas now from the episode last week, of course. If and they, they came already. and 
absolutely destroyed game show you have to go onto their instagram they posted their make an entrance which is what the wise queer does at the in the second half of the show it's a you'll see just go to tomas's instagram and watch their make an entrance it's so iconic but anyway i took them to bubble tea on friday and they uh, were the bell of the ball yeah the main event of course the main event unparalleled star quality beyond 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 speaking of beyond So sort of um, what's going to happen this weekend is not just the culture awards. So basically, so this is the schedule for the weekend. Friday, the finale of I Love That For You is streaming on Showtime. Oh, my God. Then Saturday is the culture awards. Uh Then Sunday at 830 p.m. on Showtime. I Love That For You airs because the thing the interesting thing about i love that for you on showtime is it <laughs> it has its episodes come out twice sometimes even three times and that's what's so kind of queer about the show they talk about how you know yes. like like there's actually some you know if you watch the last episode there's actually sort of maybe a queer love story starting i don't know Ooh. um but the queerest thing about the show is how they choose to release the episodes which is sort of everywhere all at once everything everywhere all at once you know what i'm a saying Michelle Yo, yeah, it's very queer Steph Shoe's queer. Steph Shoe is queer. Basically, um, what I'm saying is the finale is this week, and we have the co-creator, really my boss. I call him daddy all the time. He insists upon it. Hmm. And he is the co-creator of the show I Love That For You, and really amongst many other things, Bo. This is an icon and a legend. This is an icon and a legend. I was really crushing, standing since like the Onion days. Crushing even, okay. Crushing reveal. even. Well, it was just like it was it was it was Mr. Byler. Not Mr. Byler. It was Jeremy Byler. You were like Didn't you guys match on Tinder? No. Well he I don't think he remembers this. Oh. Well I remember you saying it. I remember because because I remember it. Oh we can't we can't talk about it. Yes, we can. We can talk about anything. This is one of the most explicit sexual (laughs) like graphic podcasts out there. This podcast has been heralded for its for the way that it talks about gay sex. It really has. The podcast has received critical acclaim, and many think (laughs) that it changes the way that gay men speak. Like Sex in the City, women didn't talk before that show came out. And now gay men are talking to each other finally because of this podcast. It's just what Wikipedia says. It's I think you're actually inspiring, and I don't think so. I I have my I don't think so, honey, for, for this episode. Yes. And it has to do with I love that for you. But I but I oh. won't bring it up during God the discussion it. the rest of the oh, episode. Oh, stay tuned until the end. Until the end. Stay tuned okay. and hope well, this episode has good stickability. You've been liking the word sticky mm-hmm. lately. You've been saying that you've been saying the movie sticky. The show, yeah, the, the movie. I love that for you is sticky. It is sticky. Okay, well, we actually have to tell our guest about all of the the most perfect moments of praise that Matt has gotten from the wildest assortment of people. It is true. But we'll talk about it. Okay, so... We'll talk about uh, it. Yes. Our guest has written for Inside Amy Schumer, um, fucking Saturday Night Live, ever heard of it? Um, And it basically is the co-creator with Vanessa Bayer. And, uh, you know, it's just just the genius of all time of I Love That For You, the show that I am so proud to be a part of. Um, And the finale airs this week. Everyone, please welcome into your goddamn ears the one, the only, Jeremy Jeremy Byler! Oh, my God. I legitimately... (laughs) starstruck live from spain getting to see from spain Spain. how fucking obnoxious no (laughs) you can hear people like switching to another podcast this this white man vacationing in europe is the first thing that we talk i think that well you the thing is you're not the most exotic location that we've talked to someone from alan cumming was in an australian limestone cave. cave yeah oh 
fuck the stalactites the stalagmites that's how i I have to listen to that one Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he'll he'll always he'll uh, alan will always one up anyone like yeah any of us he seems like like a fancy like a fancy person who's kind of gallivants gallivants but like has a house upstate like yeah like i think i think he 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 seems very balanced to me in terms of his creature comforts like he knows how to enjoy everything i once long ago was saw him in cabaret and had a mutual friend or something that brought us backstage into his dressing room and he had like the classic like old hollywood dressing room where there's Mm. like his own lamps and like a fridge full of drinks and just so much kitsch and like handkerchiefs (laughs) and it was just, it was really, like, fantastic. He feels like one of the people who, like, still do that kind of, yeah. like, vibe. He has joie de vivre, and he is an international phenomenon. Bon vivant. Bon vivant. And that is all true. But sort of, you know, just getting drifting away from that, do you remember matching with Bo and Yang on Tinder? It wasn't Tinder, Jeremy. What was when it? When did we match? I don't remember, but I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. I was working a temp job in Midtown, uh, this is Grinder 2012. I can date it. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is this is a decade ago. Grinder yeah. 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but there, but really, nothing came of it. Obviously, I was really playing the numbers at that time. <laughs> we all sure. were. We still we still are. Uh, it was so basically Kino. I was like the old lady playing Kino. <laughs> <Vegas, like. laughs> and how'd you do? And I won, baby. Yes. I won, yes. A husband. Oh yes. my god! Wait, Jason. But we met. We met IRL. We met IRL. You were Jason met IRL. Yeah, we met at a dinner party that neither of us like wanted so to go chic. to. Oh my god! See, that was so. I know. Yeah. You can't ask for anything better. You really can't. Well, it was it was tumultuous. It was like he was in a relationship. I was oh. not, I was as I said playing the numbers, and I, but I but we were like. We just had like an immediate like thing, like a moment. And but I was like, but that actually made me so sad because I had spent so much time just like kind of sleeping around and like hanging out. And I was like, oh, here's a person who I actually like really connect with intellectually, Mm -hmm. very attracted to. Like he's hilarious, beautiful. Mm -hmm. So like that the thing, like the spark. And then I was like, oh, but of course he's taking I was like, of course Uh. that like this person is not for me. And, and I'm not, it's not like me to like, I, like I didn't pursue, I was like, maybe we'll be friends or whatever. Yeah. And then it was, there was just sort of this undeniable connection and he ended up breaking it off with his other Damn. person and because of you, my gay ass because of me. Wow. That's kind of iconic. That's iconic. How long? Will, it's, it's what? Well, I don't know. It's, it's, it's complicated. You know, <laughs> it's complicated. Sure. To, to quote, who made that movie? Nancy Meyer? No. To quote Nancy Myers, it's complicated. That's actually rule of culture number 100. To quote Nancy Myers, it's complicated. How long was the period of tumult or complication? Like, how long did it was take? Truly, so short. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was I, like it's no notes. It it's like, no <laughs> notes. Like, you met, you, you had a meet kid at a dinner party that neither of you wanted was, to be at. This, It's so like. Yeah, it's so I don't know. It feels like a Sally Rooney book or some shit. Like it sounds so nice. It was really, it was really pretty magical. And then we, um, you know, we had our moments. You know, we've been together sure, five sure. years, and we, you know, it's work, baby. But it's we're, right now. He's like making a fire outside. And, oh, that's um, so sweet. We this, yeah, it is. It's um, and we at, right after we got together, he wrote a play that was going to be up in Williamstown. 
and he was going to be there oh, for like huge. several months. And then Ugh. I was going to be in Tokyo with a couple of friends for like several weeks. So we didn't, we like immediately connected, but then we were going to be in completely different places. And I dr- drove before we'd even like touched or done anything. I drove up <laughs> to Williamstown and we had our little, you know, magical weekend. And then he came to Tokyo. Oh, I, I'm so hot for this. Wait, so you went up to Williamstown and you guys fucked it all up, like for the weekend? Every, every, every corner of that little oh, town. That rocks! Oh my god, I want to have a fuck weekend. I want so that bad. so badly. Oh my god, it's been such a long time since I, I had like know, a fuck too. weekend with someone I really like. Everyone's bad right now. What is just... it? But really, what, but what are you? What are your? What are your love lives like? What's going on? Can I ask? Matt and I are yeah, both. Yeah. Maybe are, are we both going through something similar where we're being? Like I'm needing I'm needing to release something. Um and I think it'll be good. But I I kinda like for me it's like I I haven't done this in a long time, but I sort of let myself like emotionally run amok on something. And like it just Mm -hmm. it's fine. I just had like a sort of Situ- summer situation last year that I thought maybe would continue and is not going to, which is totally fine um, and for the best. And we still love the person. But the thing is, like, it did give me that little taste of like, oh, I really like someone. And like, I think I didn't realize how much I kind of want that. I've been kind of saying mm-hmm. the thing of like, oh, I'm fine, not in a relationship. It's better for me to be single, you know, et cetera. I've been enjoying it. But then like, there is those little things like, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm so much more of a, it's like a grass is greener thing, right? It's like when you're in a relationship and it's it's great for a while, then you really want to be single. And now that I'm not in one, I'm feeling those little like nibbles again of like, oh, I forgot I'm someone that likes to be taken care of and like loved. And like, I, I do have that unfortunate impulse to want someone to be obsessed with me and only me. And it's, you know what I mean? <laughs> is that what but you I, want out of it? Yeah, well, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's, I, I'm of. trying to stay. I'm trying to yeah. like, yeah, to be honest with you, because I can promise I, I would love to be obsessed with someone else, too. Like, yeah. I, I yeah. do crave that thing of like, this is my person. We're obsessed with each other. And like, for however long that's going to last is great. But, you know, I don't know. Also, this summer, I'm kind of interested in like just kind of being a capital W whore, which probably will happen. Life is long, honey. It's going to be you're, you're you just make sure that whoever it is deserves you. Thank you for that. OK, but when okay. what's what I, you feeling, Sim? I'm feeling Sam, and yeah, it's that thing where I really m- want to be infatuated with someone, and I, that hasn't happened. In it's so exciting, long. and it feels good. I know, I know, um, but it, it has to. I wonder what that is. People have written about it for ages, and yet yeah. we still don't know. <laughs> and usually, when people write about things for ages, there should be an answer by now. But feelings are complicated. They're a lot. <laughs> they're complicated a lot. That's rule of culture number seven. Feelings, feelings they're, they're complicated, complicated a, lot. a lot. That was the original title of Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they were like, yeah, you gotta well, tighten it, honey. Tighten it up. <laughs> even Nancy has a first draft. You know what I mean? Nancy doesn't just Ooh, walk over yeah. to final draft and nail it every time. Nancy struggles, you know? Nancy's there. She's typing away. She fucking, she's drinking her Yoo-Hoo's. I don't know why I, I picture her drinking Yoo-Hoo's. <laughs> she, probably, she definitely does. She fluffs a pillow. I fucking she's love like, Yoo-Hoo's. sunlight streams into the room. No, no, floods the room. Yeah. Our room is drowning in sunlight. And they're like, That's Nancy, they're not going to read the stage directions in the movie. You, it can be whatever <laughs> it is. Like, just work on the dialogue, mama. <laughs> you know, you guys remember Something's Gotta Give? Of course. Where yes. Diane Keaton is playing yes. the playwright. Oh and like, God. she makes writing look... If, if, if there's some similarity between 
uh, Erica Berry's, which is her, her, the character's name. Yes. If there's, wow, if there's, wow. if there's a similarity between Erica's process and Nancy's process, I feel like there's something not quite right about that because it's her and her Hamptons house facing the window, typing, and the writing is not good. It seems like... I, I love my girl Nancy, but it seems like Erica Berry is not that good of a playwright. Like the well, move, the movie playwriting is like not great to me. Or do you stand Nancy? I feel like you do, Jeremy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's 100%. the vibe I get. Yeah. Oh my so god. Fun. Yeah. I. I. But but, that, but then you get in the movies like lines like fucking like. Dude, do, do you know what this is? This is heartbreak. How's that for impervious? Huh? Like, are you? So good. <laughs> to me, it's a guilt. To me, it's a guilty pleasure. To me, it's, no. it's scratching that. It's that corner of the brain that's like, I want to watch a movie, but also I want to like flip through a magazine. And it's like I get <laughs> to do both in the same like two hours, mm-hmm. which like is yeah, which is, is genius. Like that's a genius it's alchemy. Genius. And I, I, can I just say, not that people care about my process in any of this, but for Fire Island, like the thing that like anchored the whole performance was I was watching scenes from something's got to give like the seat like oh i love that like, like in terms of like the heart like playing the heartbreak of it i was just like okay like it's 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 erica it's like it's diane mm-hmm. keaton like realizing that like 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 walking away from jack nicholson in the house being like oh we should sleep in separate beds mm-hmm. like that is such a good scene to me oh oh that is an amazing scene. amazing scene is so like she's so like blah 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 like uh, she's she's so Oh my God, she's she's off the page. She she's off, off the, the page. page. Totally yeah. off. She page. is so good in that movie. Honestly, it, it, and she didn't kind of stand a chance for the Oscar that year because that was Charlize Theron's big monster right, year. Right. It's sort of like when Charlize Theron put on a different face and gained you know fifteen twenty and like put on a, like a mullet to like pretend she was a swamp monster serial killer and then never ever did that again. She's like kind of only hot now, but that was like the big year for her. But Diane Keaton, that's like talk about like a, like a movie that never would have been nominated for an Oscar until someone comes in and like destroys. A hundred percent. She like took what was there and oh yeah. my God, that's, that's like one of the great scenes that's, and yeah. she's like for a millisecond, she's crying and then she's not, it's like that kind of like, she's Nancy stays on her and, it's, and, and then fucking Diane goes through like 10 different micro yep. expressions. And then she goes, this was really wonderful night. And then walks away. It's oh! so good because honestly, honestly, that is how it feels. Yeah, like when when that is bittersweet. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, oh god, I start crying. It's just that kind of thing of like, it was. It really was nice, but it's also wrong. And you feel great, <laughs> but you feel bad, and you feel anxious, but you also know what it is. And it's kind of just like you also feel like you played yourself, but also you're happy you did it because it's great to experience all the emotions. And then you're like, I want to take it back, but also you never would. You know, it's just it's and and it's all coming across in that moment. And that's why I love romantic comedy so much. And that's why it's like. At like what like with Fire Island coming out, like I keep playing the sometimes covered by Muna and I keep just getting so emotional because I'm so happy and proud to be a part of like a great rom-com. And like Bowen, like the scene in the movie where where you get that moment with James, like that to me is like what I love about movies. And that's why I love like, you know, it's it's just it's that I love Nancy Myers. I love Nancy Myers. Oh, God. I cannot fucking wait to see Fire Island. I can't believe I haven't seen it yet. And Don't worry. Matt, you're, you're for like those it. for the um the 
for the readers, Matt, you were giving just now into the Zoom as you were describing you were giving a performance, right? Just now. Yes. Like you yes, were giving it. Was. <laughs> well, thanks. That was that was really well, beautiful. Well, Jeremy, I, I'm always sort of auditioning for you so you can see what I can do <laughs> so you put it into the show. You know what I mean? Um, can I trust you an adjustment? Yeah, <laughs> always, baby. <laughs> What's okay, both of you tell us what make the... it seem like good writing. <laughs> When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Coach family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow... 
So could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas that's chime.com forward slash culturistas chime feels like progress the chime credit builder visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp bank na or stride bank na members fdic spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply out of network atm withdrawal and otc advance fees may apply terms and conditions apply go to chime.com slash disclosures for details tell me and the readers what the dynamic was jeremy coming with an adjustment sudi coming with an all like like what 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 what's What's oh, my like? favorite thing ever. I mean, Su- like Sudi with the alts is come on. No one better. Sudi with the alts. Oh, my God. And she's she's fucking Babe Ruth. Yeah, 100 percent. Sudi actually was the one who came in and said, I mean, probably my favorite moment on the show that I get to do. Well, the, that that everyone by discourse this time has seen if they're watching it is like the discourse is toxic Ugh. where when Darcy gets his bag finally oh, and then he's posing it with it in the mirror and re- sort of rehearsing lines he's going to say to people when he when he can carry this bag and have like a serious conversation with people and we we're brainstorming things he could say and Sudi came in and she said just say the discourse is toxic and I was like <laughs> that oh, is God. so it's fucking funny so Good. And I just pictured you two clowns in village just like cracking each other up and it made me really happy. Oh, that was a hundred percent Sudi. That was a full Sudi invention. And also that scene, the 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 pairing to give you a sense of the dynamic Bowen, like the Matt and Sudi together, like collaborating, just like having a moment, having an idea, like ha- putting it on screen, like we did that was its own thing. That was yeah. like a constant source of genius for the show. And it was like set up knock them down it was it's such Mm. a like flow that you guys have that's so beautiful and so funny and that scene is one of my favorite scenes in the show and it's one of the only scenes in the entire show that when we saw the first cut of it that like usually is longer and like includes like everything that the editors loved we didn't change that scene one frame we didn't change a frame of that scene it was like this all has to be there it's perfect that's so nice. That's Matt. That's Matt for that's you. That's Matt. That's oh, Matt. stop. And that's and that's the show. It's the show too. I gotta say, I just I feel like I I I come to a lot of viewing experiences when I watch a show or something as like compulsory as like it's homework, and it never has felt that way once with with I love that for you for me. It's always been oh great, it's Friday when it streams or it's Sunday when it airs. Like I get to watch, <laughs> I get to watch a new episode. Or there's a secret sneak preview that no one knew about. <laughs> that actually, I I was in New York that night. It yeah. was like April 17th and the show was going to secretly premiere on Linear um, like on well, Sunday night, like after the first lady. And I was with Bowen and Sudi and our friend Dave Mazzoni. Dave. And I, I was like, would you guys want to watch it? And that was the same night. Uh, I was on Watch What Happens Live. So we watched that and then we watched 
I love that for you. And I remember being a little nervous. Susie and I were a little nervous because, you know, we obviously care what they think. And I remember Bowen turned to me after the pilot and he was like, this was such a great pilot. This is exactly the kind of show I want to watch. And Mm -hmm. like, it made me feel really good and confident. Like, obviously I was always confident, but like, you know, all you want is for your smart, funny friends to think it's smart and funny. And then he did. So that's because of you though, bitch. I mean, you came up with the shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh no, it's 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 because of you. It's because of a billion people. It's so much bigger than the sum of its parts. I I share that like feeling that like that you like it, Bowen, is very meaningful to me because no. I feel like you are truly a tastemaker, a genius. Every I like I like it. That is very meaningful to me. That means a lot. I mean, it's 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 just true. It's very honest. I mean that 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 thing where that thing that I said to Matt is in terms of like being the show that like is exactly the kind of show I want to watch is like, was just the truth. And I want to say that it's just such a, it's just such a great vehicle for Vanessa. I know it's like her, she's the face of the show, but it's like, she hasn't like, she's just such a good lead for this kind of thing. Oh, she is such a, such fucking genius. And Mm. also like, she's the type of person who, when we wrote together at SNL, uh, like, it was like, oh, writing for this person makes me a funnier writer. Oh. You know what I mean? Like when you hand when you hand them something and it's just like they do like the 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 90% of it that's like really making it it just makes you take bigger swings. It makes you feel better. I'm just like I, I'm just in love with Vanessa Bay. She's one <sighs> of the gift, great gifts of my life. Yeah. yeah, it it really yeah. the the ensemble like you know we had a good feeling about it, but watching the show and this is something. So the finale is this this weekend, everybody. And I, I honestly I've thought since the beginning that it would make a really great binge. So if you have not yet done it, you can get the Showtime trial, and you know you can knock it all out and then watch the finale. And I honestly think all eight episodes are going to feel very cohesive and good together because the arcs are going to be really fun to see play out in that short little burst. And I'm just excited for people to um to see it because the journeys for all the characters are really, really clear, especially I think with Molly, I think, I I think for me, it's like, you know, episode to episode, like watching it week to week is one thing. And then I think watching it all together, like what's really great to me. And there's so many great things, but something I wanted to compliment you on that I've noticed and Molly as well is that, there's stuff in the pilot about Molly's character Mm. and even the second episode that you think, oh, that's just a Molly Shannon quirk that ends up like really paying off in a huge character way and in a writing way by the end. And Mm -hmm. I honestly think having seen like episodes six and seven and now eight, like it really, the seeds are there from the beginning in a way that's like really, really cool. So this to me is like, I think going to really be a good binge. I agree with you that like the show is actually pretty serialized if you watch yeah. Yeah. watching it all together i think will be a nice experience absolutely but that that is a credit to our incredible writers room. like truly yeah. the, our writers room is just fucking geniuses geniuses yeah, they're so great albertina rizzo yeah she's crystal fab. jenkins zora b kangaga studi yeah. green ali libegott jesse klein ali libegott baby yeah. I, mean, I mean one of the best i, I wanted to ask yeah. you though so something i get asked a lot about the show is um so, so, because you are the gay co-creator of the show, and I'm the gay act- role on the show. Openly, so, openly gay. Uh, openly, openly gay, gay and yeah. we're both openly gay men. <laughs> yeah, and we should say that, um, openly gay. And so, 
what I wanted to ask you was uh, something I get asked all the time is like, well, how did you navigate this not being like just the sassy gay assistant? Or how did you navigate like this not being like so? And I even get told sometimes like you really elevate this part from just being the assistant, just the assistant, mm-hmm. just the assistant, et cetera. And what I loved about it from the very beginning was that like he seemed to be aware of that trope and wanted to remind everyone, actually, no, you take me seriously. And then immediately gets treated by Jennifer as the assistant. And then we see that navigation and that rub and that push and pull. But I would imagine that like as the creator of this show and as a gay man and as a gay person like in entertainment, like that that role probably did give you an opportunity to push that forward. So I just wanted to like ask you about like what went into like creating the gay character on the show. I'm I feel so lucky to play it because it's so dynamic. But like I wanted to ask about like how how you approached it. You know, I think we we when we wrote the pilot, we just Vanessa and I love this idea of somebody who was like struggling for power and just mm-hmm. didn't get it and was kind of walked all over. And I think like the gay of it all, like, I don't know that I like thought too much about it. And I think right. maybe that's, that's sort of an example of like, maybe we stepped into a trope that we didn't really realize that we like <laughs> should have been a little more aware of. But, but I do feel like from that, that I'm talking about like the early stages of it, but like from there, right. it's like once we knew that it was, you and that it would be so much more and that you're just so funny with any scenario that like i i personally don't look at it as like he's the gay one he's the gay assistant like even though i you know i can see that like i've also gotten that question too so i think that is part of what we've made in the show but (laughs) but i just didn't i just didn't think about it that way i don't know i just feel like he's I do. I feel such attachment to Darcy, especially after, you know, on the page I felt it and then times a millions after seeing you play him. And we have so many ideas for him, so many backstories and so many things that we just, even for real estate's sake, like didn't get to, didn't get to show or had to cut for money. Like we had this, this, did you ever tell you about this scene that we cut for Darcy where he goes and visits his cousins? No. <gasps> What's that? Oh my God. So we had, we couldn't afford it. But so oh. where there was this scene where <laughs> Darcy goes to like a, I'm trying to remember the details, but he goes to like his cousin's birthday party or something. Uh-huh. And it's, or it's his cousin's kid. It's a nine-year-old birthday party. And it's at like 10 PM in like a dirt filled backyard. And, and like, <laughs> those Darcy are so expensive. No wonder you couldn't yeah. afford it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was like a location day. No, everything has to be everything has to be in these four walls. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, literally. Um, but so, and then Darcy like shows up in um, you know wearing his like loafers and like just very, and we get this sense of like him with his family, like just very out of place. And it's like, and then I think originally that was when he bought the bag because mm-hmm. oh, he was like but reminded anyway. that he comes from trash in his mind he's embarrassed about his origins. perfect yeah, yeah perfect yeah. Mm, genius great writing amazing is there a tony left for me <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna make a call i think yeah. this is the thing like i think people are so easily like programmed with a uh, quote-unquote stereotype or a trope that like they think examining it or like popping the hood open on a character level for any like one instance of that trope is like something that they can write off, but it, it makes it so worthwhile. I mean, it's why like legally blonde is great is because it's like taking this like stereotypical dumb blonde person, but actually like excavating like what she is like as a human being. I think you guys are doing that with this trope of what a gay man on TV as a character, 
usually is, quote unquote. And yet, like, of course, you're gonna like f- like fill out all these different contours in like his life. You know, like like hearing that like cousin backstory is like makes perfect sense to me. And like, I'm like, I want to see that. I don't know. Yeah, and I also think like it, it, it's in there enough in the subtext where it's like I, that's sort of. Uh, I understand him now. And I remember in the very beginning, like, because I had only seen really the pilot, I I was, and I, maybe it's my own, like, not trauma, but like experience with like, you know, playing roles like this. Cause I actually have played assistants quite a lot. I would have you, I would imagine mm-hmm. that we've all done an assistant. I yeah. have. Yeah. Have. Yeah. So it's, cause it's just what we're given so many times. And so I think like, I was like, Oh, I really wonder where it's going to go. And then when it became what it was and like that, there was actual like emotional stuff to go through and that, yes, it was about this bag, but really it's more about like he wants so badly to be taken seriously and to be to prove to himself that he's more than just someone who's secondary. Like to me, that's that's like really rich stuff. And I think that, you know, by the end, like. What I love about it is he's in such a different place than he is in the beginning. And so honestly, like it feels weird, but and it's like this was Fire Island, too. But before this, I had never, ever, ever even gotten the opportunity to play a character with an arc at all. Like Mm. the only thing I had ever done was just like come in and like say a joke or whatever, which is fun and fine. But like, you know, I think that it's like you work for so many years to get like to get this opportunity and then for it to be so good. And like, you know, I remember towards the end, like when I was getting the scripts and just hearing everyone scream in their trailers about how good they all were, I think to me, it was just exciting for it to be surprising and for it to, it to be layered because I think as like a gay actor, like, and as a gay, even as a gay writer and gay creator, who's like had the opportunity to write these types of things for myself, like, because you're experiencing so many times, like a limited uh, um, amount of things to do, like you just don't imagine yourself doing them. And so then there I was like in episode seven, like playing that scene with Perry where it goes a certain way and it's just exciting for me. And so I guess like, I'm just so grateful to you and thankful to you for caring so much oh about the God. character and like, you know, making it something that's so fun to play and so funny, but also to be honest with you real, because I get it. I understand someone that takes themselves very seriously and like works very hard or not even that they take themselves seriously is very hard on themselves. Yeah. And like, I think that in doing it, like I was hard on myself. And so now to watch it and be so proud of it is it's it. it, I just I can't thank you enough. And like it, I don't know, from the very beginning, when I first came in for the audition, I felt really good about it. It's been such a good experience. And so I I really just. Oh, my God. Matt, I can't thank you enough, truly. And also, when you walked into that audition, it was like there was the role belonged to absolutely nobody else. It was just not. It was not even a question. It was just not a question. That's so nice. <clears throat> and and I so you like, but you also like brought that the acting, like you brought like you like are delivering the moments in this show. Like it's not just funny; it's more, which is exactly what we needed and wanted. And like the fact that you can do that, it's just I can't wait. All that to say, I can't wait for like more, a lot more, if we get to do it. For yeah. Well, and the, I don't, I, Bowen. I don't know if you feel like this, but it's like, but we, and maybe Jeremy too. Like, I don't know. Just coming, from, like being true clowns in the beginning of all of this. You know what I mean? Like coming from like truly doing comedy, like being clowns, like getting writing jobs, like doing what you need Speak to do. For and yourself. Then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then, but then, like, but, but like truly, like. And then all of a sudden you get an opportunity like this. And Bowen, I would imagine it's like this for you as well. It's like, 
you don't know that you can do it. No, totally. Like I, I had no Fire idea Island, I could do it. Like all the stuff that they throw at you for that. Like we and uh, sometimes I'd read scripts and it would be like Darcy is hysterically crying and weeping over this or like this <laughs> happens. It's like it, I I'm apologize just like, for that. No, 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 no. But like and then and, but then you read it and like, there's like, a part put of you in here and, and get the draft out. <laughs> yeah. Well, literally, like there's tips and tricks, but like a lot of times, like you as a performer and as an actor, like when you get those scripts and like Bowen, I'm sure this is true for you too. Like you read it and you're like, oh my God, I'm so excited, but am I capable of this? Yeah, like yeah. it really is a thing that you go through, right? Like totally. Well, Jer- Jeremy, you feel that too, Bowen? I do, oh, but, but Jeremy, um, well, on set, like it wasn't in the script that you were hysterically crying, but then Jeremy would come in with an adjustment and be like, hey, can you, <laughs> hey, can, maybe, can you, like, hey, can you not do off? anything that we wrote and um, do something <laughs> a little different that we just came up with? Good luck. I, I love like- an adjustment. <laughs> In, in theory, I love an adjustment because that's what the job is. And it makes it makes I, I started to get less in my head about it, like especially at SNL, where it's like, oh, no, they're, they're not doing this. No, they're not coming in with an, an adjustment because you're doing a bad job. They're coming in because they want to make it work. Yeah. And like that's that's all it is, you know? Yeah. Anyway, the Darcy storyline with the bag. I didn't realize how much I related to that until re, until like this past episode, until 107 where Jeremy, I, I th- I'm sure you can relate to this. Like any, anyone's first season at SNL and any job is, is very hard. Yeah. And you feel like you are powerless and worthless and not valued. And so what yeah. do you, but you, you get it, you get a decent paycheck for the first time maybe in your life. And so what do you do? You buy a nice thing for yourself to make you, it's, it's the retail therapy thing of like making yourself feel better. And that is a very human thing that anyone would do in that situation um, no matter if they were like the gay assistant, like any anybody would like try to, I don't know, um, just 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 make just just make just comfort themselves with that. It's a version of self soothing, yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, totally, yeah, and and it uh, it's almost like what the whole show is about in some way too. Yeah. That like for that for that, uh, which we, uh, and I participate in it very much. So like, and Jason does too. That we like. And in an examined way, but <laughs> what am I saying? In an no, examined no, no. way, but like, but just that, that like when you open a box and it's like your thing that you bought, you're like, yeah. for that one moment, you will never die. You know right. what I mean? Uh, it's sort of like, <laughs> yeah. And then you just send it to the, send it to the Island in the middle of the Pacific. And <laughs> when you're through yeah. with it. The, exactly. gar- the garbage Island. The garbage well, I mean, Island. Yeah. It's, it's a show about, Coping as a means of survival. Like, that's, like, what is so brilliant about it, I think. And literally, like, in terms of, like, Joanna and Patricia, like, surviving. Um, Joanna mm. at this new place of work. Patricia in terms of, like, her diagnosis. Darcy in terms of, like, being treated like garbage at his job. And, like, just trying to make it through. Trying to make it through this, like, Martha's Vineyard trip. Like, it's just, it's all, I think the allegories are all, and it's not an allegory, but I think all of the, like, representative narratives are there in terms of like all it all feeding into this one concept. That's my take on it at least. What's the craziest thing you bought during your okay, first year? I was gonna ask you, I was gonna ask you this. Yeah. Okay. The the craziest okay. thing I bought and Sudi actually encouraged me because Sudi knew that I was like struggling. She was like, you should buy something. You should go to Saks and buy something nice for yourself. And Gary Richardson too. Um they were both like go to Saks and buy something nice for yourself. <laughs> so it was and Sudi was like you should buy a pair of shoes so that when you walk around, people go, oh 
well, there's, there goes Bowen with his nice shoes. You know, like it, it's a way for people <laughs> to like index you or whatever. And so I bought like just the most basic like Gucci sneakers. But at the time oh. that was like the, the nicest thing I'd ever bought that's, for myself. But that's, yeah, that's really nice. That's what about you? Nice. I don't think I, I don't think I um, bought anything. Like, I think I blew it on like travel. Like great oh uh, yeah you're, you're like a traveler breaks like i just like busted out <sighs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's that's the better um, and that's then the i better would buy like it. on the yeah well no and then i would just blow it on like on food on like um like food. just so that i didn't have because you don't have energy to cook anything and you're like you want something like you just want like 30 shrimp for no reason <laughs> just to like try and feel better and yeah this is th- this is what makes jeremy like a, a great like a great creative person is that um, he spends money on experiences and not like objects. Yeah. That's it. I wish I was like, that's how he will eventually go down. (laughs) What do you mean? Darcy? (laughs) No, no, no. Jeremy. Jeremy. No. (laughs) Just like, like irresponsible, like, like travel. (laughs) It's not irresponsible. It's like, can I tell you all I want right now is to go somewhere far away because I haven't done that in like three years. And I was going and I just, I, I, I'm, I'm reaching out to Brendan Scannell's boyfriend, Joe, today because he's a yeah. travel agent. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, can you help me plan this trip? Yeah. Um, because I, I need Where it are you to happen going? this summer. Soon you're going to go to London and then Mallorca, Spain. Oh, amazing. So, yeah. Maybe Amsterdam because Michelle Collins is there. Oh, my God. I was, ta- Matt, I was talking to Michelle Collins today. She's oh, really? Just, she's just in Amsterdam now. She has to come back on. Anyway. Oh, my God. Um, love- I'm going to Amsterdam on Friday. Damn oh! it. For how long? What are you doing? <laughs> For like five days, we're seeing like just a close friend of ours there, and then to smoking London. weed. <laughs> okay, smoking okay. that blunt. Smoking that absolute blunt. <laughs> it's legal there. Yeah, honey. <laughs> Isn't it? So, it's sort of less fun now that like it's cafe. like legal everywhere. Yeah, smoke I know. Smoke. Smoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember I, when I went there, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to smoke so much weed. Like, yes. Like, I don't all the time anyway. There's and then no I went novelty, there years yeah. ago and it was like, I got way too fucking high so quick. And like me, uh, Henry and his brother, Sam, were supposed to go to the Anne Frank house. And so we arrived so stoned at the Anne Frank house <laughs> and we, we're like shaking, like uh, it's too emotional to go. We're like, oh, we can't. it makes me so anxious. Like, you can't go. You can't be so high and then go to no. the Anne Frank house. You're going to no. die. You're going to. But that I would have had a panic attack in there for sure. You know, that's the experience that millions upon millions of people have had. Yes, yeah. I know. It's <laughs> like, just shaking. <laughs> That was such an anxious trip, too. I would have been absolutely out of my mind. But no, I mean, it's also the Amsterdam, also like such great food. It's so beautiful. Oh my God, you're going to have the best. And speaking time. of writing, and Frank, I mean, oh, come what on. A, an amazing authoress. Amazing authoress. She really tore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with tore and tear. Like, I think it's so funny. So stupid. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. 
With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed. Finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found FrameBridge. I found FrameBridge too. FrameBridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a FrameBridge retail store, upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. FrameBridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick and mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for what you want get framed. I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Do you need to be part of the next pop culture moment? Are you scared of missing out on once-in-a-lifetime experiences? From can't-miss music festivals to international fashion shows to your favorite celeb's favorite restaurant, staying in the know can be so expensive. Don't let your finances hold you back from living your best life. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com to start living yours. It's I-N-T-U-I-T.com. Let's get into it. I think it's time to ask Jeremy. I think we have to ask Jeremy the question. Jeremy, the question, the central question of this show, Last Culture Resist, is what was the culture that made you say culture was for me? This is a cultural moment in your life in terms of movies, television, theater, Tony's, Tony. uh, music, something in your immediate cultural experience that made you become Jeremy Byler. What was that? I I think for me, it was the movie Titanic. Oh, I think I'm. So it, it's the 90s. I'm like 15 years old. And yeah. like the idea that like that my personal boyfriend Leonardo mm-hmm. DiCaprio would be in a movie that's like about I feel like I've always kind of also been just like a little bit of a like 45 year old dad who likes history and like so mm-hmm. the idea that like this is wait a minute this is like an, a bygone era of like glamour and a tale of like high class low class upstairs downstairs and it's on this 
wreck like the, this this <laughs> ship sank it is like, such it glamour felt so personal to me and it felt yeah. like that was my like i had a personal relationship with leo dicaprio but the idea that that was like so so popular and so big yeah. and so everywhere it was it's actually like it was like almost confusing to me that like this thing that feels like mine is everybody's and i had like the double the double VHS, so the double VHS, like, oh, you, who could forget? Like, has like yep. the, it's like hold it like the weight of a Bible, you know? Yep. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I re I remember the Costco drop of the v of the double VHS, and just shelves and shelves of Titanic, and everyone just like snatching these fucking cassettes. It's so it, what, the, it, that was such a moment. Like the I'm yeah the the release of it all. Like the, the imagine what doing press for that was like. Jesus Christ! Probably two straight years of nonstop Titanic press that 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 like Leo and Kate and James Cameron were doing like and the whole cast. When and you Celine had to Dion. physically go to places to do yeah. to do press, and they were right. they were international. Like I I can only imagine what that experience was like, what that journey was like, to the point where like. I almost feel like I completely understand both of them like afterwards not being like I'm going to do the next huge thing like basically they offered Kate Winslet Shakespeare in Love on a platter and she was like no I right. am not doing it like I am not doing another big thing even if it's like a slam dunk Oscar win even if I'm right for it or even, I would even want to do it I'm not and Leo too did like that weird movie The Beach instead of like probably anything else oh, he could have right. done like well both of them are real actors or like thought that they could be and so they were like let me not continue this grand journey because everything mm -hmm. like you just said everything about it was so grand you know yeah it was it was it was strangely meaningful to me right, can you like go one concentric circle in and and <laughs> can you pinpoint it to leo specifically or does leo have to go with titanic yeah what's the sense memory you get from talking about it like what do you smell it's like a little bit it's for sure a little bit sexual whatever the sense for sure is. of course it's like it's like a little bit like okay this yeah this is a feeling i want more of I am Kate Winslet. Yes. This is happening to me. I will like I will run down to the lower decks and like swim through the water and like chop off the like the handcuffs with like the yep. And I am stunning yeah. and I will survive. <laughs> yeah. But don't you think that like when 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 Rose was kissing and licking Jack's fingers in the car that you were kissing and licking Jack's fingers in the car and yeah. that you could Good. smell the sweat after the handprint, you know, like a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I was, yeah, I was in that old car. Yeah. Um, and you could kind of hear the creaking of the ship. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I, but I also feel like, I don't know if it's the one thing that I can pinpoint because there's also, and this is almost sexual too. There's also like, I'm really into like machinery and like big things and also like th things in history. Like I truly am. I'm like modes of transportation. And so like, I not only was obsessed with the Titanic movie, I also had this CD-ROM like first person video game like yeah. on my power uh -huh. Mac uh -huh. that was like going through the Titanic. So I also knew like the map of the Titanic and the floors yeah. and just something about like, the machine and yeah, like yeah. The, it was like it was like i had an orgasm with leo and then like double when it's like when the the captain's like engage the reverse engines it's like yes it's like that <laughs> that whole thing i don't know why i just it's the it's the perfect convergence of all your interests which is leo history machinery yeah. glamour yes. 
yeah glamour titanic was glamour. this container for too many amazing things that people love and nothing will be bigger than it in the culture no no never and there will never ever. be a greater director than the great james cameron I mean, absolutely and the fact <laughs> that the fact that his his like most iconic follow-up to Titanic is something that had to they had to invent new technology for and there's going to be seven of and it's like just as long and just as crazy and just as like going for it in terms of emotion even though we can all agree like like no one will care as much. no one no will one care will, yeah. as much but like we will be there like I'll buy a ticket to Avatar I'll, I'll 2 through it. 9 yeah. for sure yeah, but it's course. just like that it, the only thing that could top Titanic is to like literally leave this world and go to another one and create like another thing because this was maximalism <laughs> the house down it was I because you talk about like it got little kids or teens at the time to literally learn just the nuts and bolts of how this thing sank I remember having yes! a an yes. explicit <laughs> understanding of what happened when the iceberg scraped the side, how the water filled all those yes. containers, how, why they were unable the to stop it. The watertight doors. Yes. And yes. it could only cover five watertight doors, but yes. not the six. Yes. And with, if it goes over the six, then she'll break in half. Yes. <laughs> Which and she, she did. did. Which she did. Which she did. And also the, the, I remember like reading up on the decision making that was like essentially those lifeboats were really just for show. There were not enough. Like they never stood a chance. And like the the like uh, egocentrism of like you know what was it um, John Jacob Astor, um, you know, and like all of that. Like I just knowing these names and like researching the characters in terms of who they were based on our uh, historical in, figure, con- yeah. yeah, in contrast of how they were portrayed, et cetera, the Victor Garber of it all. I mean, it was just so, it, it, you you couldn't read or know enough about exactly. it. Exactly. And I feel like it was also so smart because it was like, it existed in that space of like, this is an awful tragedy where you can watch people like screaming and like praying for their lives and like die. getting fully hurt, die. But like far enough away and far enough <sighs> gone that it's like, entertaining or something or like there's something like it somehow can be also entertaining and you can like eat popcorn during it like it's yeah. not like a, you know what i mean i don't know why <laughs> like the titanic just the titanic it's the only tragedy that like lives in that space that's the thing but at the time there were fully survivors like there's no longer any survivors now like they're all gone right. but at the time of the release like people that had been on that ship were alive but they but they saw the movie as wow like what an incredible thing that like and and we can speak to this experience i feel like that was no one like well, spoke out against it right i don't know i wonder because remember this is a time when the media was much more controlled by na- by, by, yeah. by sure, what sure, they sure. wanted the narrative to be so i don't know that everyone felt like that i would actually be hard pressed to believe that every single person that was on that ship was like wow what a commemoration and not oh is that yeah, what an like, honor what an honor to have Leo, do that. But I, but I yeah. think Jeremy's right, though, because, I mean, uh, not to bring this up, but, like, th- th- there were a few people who, like, sent me messages after I did the iceberg on update. They were like, well, that's, oh, my that's, God. that's a, that's so a little genius. insensitive. That's a little oh, insensitive, Jesus don't you think? And I'm like, okay, well... I hope those people get on a ship and go and, and hit <laughs> right, Well, that's enough. But I, <laughs> I, like, I was just like, I think I think with the like that I think you're right. It's like it's like we so we all ate popcorn and like jerked off to a movie about this, you know. Like I think there's been enough distance from it now 
And if there is such a thing, I don't know. I just there's not there's not. I mean, tragedy is always tragedy. Tragedy is tragic. Just, yeah. I, and it's a mystery to me. I don't mean to interrupt you. Sorry. I just no no no. Yeah. I don't. I, I was throwing yeah. it over to you. I'm like right. Like don't like like you like this is what you're yeah, saying. I, I think so. I think the, just I don't have the answer, but just somehow <laughs> Titanic. Somehow just that one thing is like in the pop. Like people are so fascinated with it yeah. that it becomes this thing that's like there's probably like a ride at disney that's like titanic it's like in that kind of space you know totally, what i mean totally totally um and i don't know why i just know that it is i just yeah. I, I also think something that is so important that we have to say is it is such an important choice to have her hair be red it is <gasps> such an important shade of hair color yeah. because it is she I think she's the only person on that ship besides her mother who has that color hair right like mm-hmm. like she is the beauty of the ship she's she's <laughs> literally her name is literally Rose and she's got red hair like even that is just so funny like I, I find like, that I incredibly just, genius I find it incredibly <laughs> genius. And the script is so, so the on mind, the nose. The mind of James Cameron. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but that's another thing, too, is like you almost have to hand it to the script. Like, because we all watch it and we're like, LOL, this script is so bad. Like, LOL, like the fact that she's going to be the one that's like, yes, I noticed that there aren't enough lifeboats. No, Rose, the ship is unsinkable. <laughs> but that is how you speak to everyone by dumbing it down so yes, much. It's like, yes. everyone's going to get this. It's star-crossed lovers. He's poor. She's rich. They fall in love. They they find each other. They finally vocalize it. The ship sinks, and it's a tragedy, and it's it, it, it's based in reality. It's and, like, yeah. and there's a big song, you know? And the, ar- the, arc is, the arc is, the first time you see her, she's in a big fucking hat. Yep. Coming out of a car. And then the last time you see her, she's in rags, you know, on the SS on the Carpathia mm-hmm. looking at the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. That's 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 the arc. That is the arc for you. Yes, yep. exactly. And she's so miserable. You know, she's just got everything but nothing at the beginning. Yes. Oh, and, I love it. And you have like the great Bill Paxton scenes where like he <laughs> yeah. uh, he occupies such a special place in movies where he's always like walking next to a truck explaining something like yes. explaining how it works like, yep. and just really you buy it <laughs> oh yeah Bill no paxton rest, rest in peace because he's in another one of my favorite maximalist sure. movies of the 90s yeah. twist twister twister i mean twister. and never forget how helen hunt relates this because i i remember being a little fag watching the oscars that year and thinking it's a titanic is gonna win all the academy awards i can't wait for kate winslet to win her oscar for her portrayal of rose and then helen hunt walked up there a tv star (laughs) and takes the oscar for as good as it gets which probably looking back is the performance of the year i probably but i remember being so pissed off that that happened to kate because i had attached her yeah of course and were we not were were we not devastated that leo did not show up to the oscars that year not nominated. Not oh, even he nominated. Oh, he, he didn't, yeah, he didn't it was show a up. controversy. It was like yeah. really oh, the beginning and, of the end for him. And he he of course <laughs> he of course was a prior nominee for his um you know portrayal of someone with I oh. uh, with with mentally handicapped. Oh, yes. like he, he yes. 
I remember that this I this is also <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna use the word Gilbert, and Gilbert's it's just great. because this oh is what God. everyone was saying at the time. Literally, people in the '90s would just be like, "And Leonardo DiCaprio's incredibly brave performance as a retarded child." Like, just they just the word "retarded" was being thrown out around so much. Like, so you played a retarded kid in the movie, and you were so good as being retarded. So, can you talk a little bit about how you studied to be retarded? He was like, "Well, when I tried <laughs> to be retarded, it was just like it was just so funny, oh and you would God. never do it now, and it's." <laughs> such a relic of the past it, it's it but the fact yeah. that he he clearly wanted it so bad you know for titanic and you can, or for gilbert great for his for, entire for, life he has wanted yeah. oh yeah so of bad. Course, of course, going of all the way back to his true youth when he did truly something that you would never do now which is the most oscar bait thing in gilbert grape to like yeah. play a mentally handicapped person which we allowed and allowed and allowed and it right. never stopped until he finally got his oscar like the lengths he would go to to get one so of course he didn't show mm-hmm. up this is this yep. has obviously always been so paramount to him i never yeah. put that together oh yeah <laughs> he's wanted it so bad for so long no really i don't yeah that's yeah i think you're right yeah and mm. i think i think we can print that <laughs> yeah, oh no, it, it, it's printed. <laughs> it's actually rule of culture number seventeen. Leonardo DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio he's wanted he's it, so, wanted it bad so bad for so it's long. Pr- for so long, <laughs> it's printed. Um, I think I could spend hours talking about Titanic. Truly. I mean, there's also so many iconic scenes that are only iconic to gay people, such as the scene mm. where um, Rose's mother puts her in the corset. Ah. <gasps> Yeah, oh. I mean, you, you know the line. Where money's gone, our choices are never easy. <laughs> you, you know, know the money's, money's gone. gone. Of course I know. <laughs> of co- of co- and then she goes, "Of course, of course I, know I know the you money's know gone." <laughs> yeah, so you want me to go back to being a seamstress? <laughs> you see me working as a seamstress. <laughs> seamstress. No, this is the most iconic couplet. You would see me working. You would see me working. There, here it is. Why are you being so selfish? I'm, I'm selfish. selfish. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Amazing. The whole scene is absolutely oh. epic. I mean, it's just, it, it's just, it, I, I can't. And Frances Fisher is her name of the mother. Frances and she Fis- never got the credit. Oh, no. Yes. Never got the credit. And she was in an amazing episode of Grey's Anatomy during season two. Amazing yeah. two episodes of Grey's Anatomy in season two. Who was, she um, in, who was she in Grey's in season two? What was her she role? Was, remember, remember <laughs> there, there, there was a story at the end of the season where a family of like hillbillies Mm-hmm. got like hit by a truck and um you know the pregnant mother was dying and they had to save the baby and but francis was so fucking good at it anyway yeah. that is drop, that is a performance that. that that as she says lost to the winds <laughs> she <laughs> just lost to the winds <laughs> I mean, she okay. did bring it in Titanic. She brought she it. Did. She, she brought did. It. She did. She, she like, served did. the evil. Like, as she served the fucking story. Yeah. Well, I just want to say Billy Zane. Like, Billy what, Zane. can we talk about Billy Zane? What, Jeremy, what's your Billy Zane moment? I, for some, I like when he was on in the movie, I'd be like, okay, I'm looking back. Like, next, next. You were not. <laughs> I don't know. What, I was not. I was not. I was like, I think I didn't both didn't like the character, but then I also something was like, I don't want to watch this man. I don't know why. Because he wasn't Leo. Because he wasn't Leo. Leo. Thank you. That's exactly probably right. He also slaps her. (laughs) Yes. And people forget that. He slaps her across the face and screams in her face. Flips the table. (laughs) He flips the table. A tray or something. And it pretends he's the father of a child. Well, we have to want her to get out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, that's right. 
terrible guy. Also, at guy. the end, at the end, the stock market crash, and he put a he put a bullet in his mouth. He put <laughs> he put a pistol in his mouth. Like you find that at the end. Also, like her performance, the old woman's performance, Gloria, Gloria, Gloria Stewart, <laughs> an Academy Award nominee for sitting in a chair and being like, well, "Did we do yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, iconic." I mean, I mean wow. my God. Titanic, even at one point at. at I think it was at, 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 at so now I don't remember. We never wrote it, but it was, we had a sketch idea for, you know how like the, um, the, like the court, the string quartet keeps playing as yes. like the, as the boat goes down. It was like that you're on the Titanic and it's sinking and that uh-huh. happens. And then you pan over and there's like an improv troupe that's going to keep doing improv. <laughs> <laughs> like take a suggestion. There is uh, so like, I'm actually not surprised. Like, it's funny that, Bowen's iceberg thing popped off so much on SNL. I also was doing an, a, a Titanic themed bit for years, and my it's it's actually still in my stand up every now and then. I feel a little self conscious doing it now because I you feel like people it. are gonna be like, "Oh yeah, here he is doing a good Titanic thing." Even after Bowen did the iceberg, but I've I have been doing no this for claim. years. I will say about the iceberg, there's no way it wasn't, not that there's no way, but it's like, it popped off because it's Titanic. Because yeah, of course are obsessed. We know well, that, also right? like the song is no, so funny but, and you're so good to it. But also no, because yeah. of you. Like yeah. 100% because of you. Because of what you made. I mean, it's fucking genius. There is something about being a gay person who like is obsessed with this, like that you can't help but think of like sketch situations around it. Like I remember... Yes. I've, I had written a bunch of Titanic themed sketches in college when I was in Hammercats with Sudi. And then in my standup, I do like like a gay guy who was like convinced to go to on the Titanic with his like gay friends for their cruise trip. And he wanted so badly to be on the Mauritania because it had better nightlife and enough lifeboats and there weren't going to be kids. And now here they are sinking. And like, he's so pissed off that he's so cold, even though he said this was not the boat. Like, better and, nightlife. And like, so he's just funny. so pissed off because like the violinists are playing and you can't even dance to this music. It's so it's it's so fucked up and he's just mad at his gay friends. Uh, but I remember like being on like a, like a gay trip. Like it was like a Palm Springs trip or whatever. And like those little squabbles that pop up hashtag fire Island and thinking like, what about a group of gays that were on the Titanic together thinking it would be fun. And it's just like, <laughs> like they tried to save really money by funny. being in third class. And now they're like an absolutely sink and like fucking why they Leo didn't even talk to them. There had to be one gay group on the Titanic. Oh, a hundred percent. The gays on the Titanic were so fucking pissed <laughs> poor guys like oscar wilde and bozy douglas <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay he's he said he's a history buff okay here he is <laughs> i don't know here if his last is. name was douglas or not there's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of bubbly bubbly burst refreshing bubbles colorful bottles and playful smiles galore bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible and with no added sugar and low calories there's a lot to smile about each sip adds a burst of fun to your day i don't know about you matt but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position 
warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Do you need to be part of the next pop culture moment? Are you scared of missing out on once-in-a-lifetime experiences? From can't-miss music festivals to international fashion shows to your favorite celeb's favorite restaurant, staying in the know can be so expensive. Don't let your finances hold you back from living your best life. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com to start living yours. It's I-N-T-U-I-T. Let's get into it. Hey, Las Culturistas listeners. We're here to tell you that there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com, then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. There's a lot of pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas for the birthdays of loved ones in my life. And sometimes I do get super stressed trying to find that perfect thing. Me too. But now with gift mode on Etsy, I can search hundreds of gifting personas and find so many incredible items. And I actually just found a custom chalk bag for the adventurer in my life who's into rock climbing. Not me. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So... Whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner in your life or a birthday present for the pickleballer in your life, Gift Mode has you covered. I'm not the pickleballer. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. We, we're going to figure out if his last name was Douglas or not. But in the meantime, we're going to do I Don't Think So, Honey. And this is our sort of iconic segment, Jeremy, um, where we sort of pop off for one minute. And you've done it. You've done a live show. I've seen you twirl. You, mm. We do 60 mm. seconds of uh, Can't something. Can't believe I get to witness the two of you doing this right now and see your face. Oh, it's good. Pre- prepare to be incredibly privileged. Sorry, go ahead. Prepare to be prepare. disappointed. Um, all right. So, um, okay. I... Oh, God, I have Bowen. one. I, you want you want to go first today because I wow. need, I think I need a second. Yeah, I have one. I have oh, one. God, wait, sure. has be has be real popped off? No, okay. There's been no be real. There's yet. been no be real. That's okay. Oh, thank God. Okay. Thank Oof. God. Um, but I was really nervous there because I've been so engaged in the conversation. I I almost forgot to be Me real. Me too. I was being right. real here. Yeah, I, we were too busy being real here to be real over there. And sometimes that's going to happen with the app. Sometimes be real. Do you have be real? be real? Do you have be real, Jeremy? No, in fact, I um, I truly didn't know what the fuck you were talking about. And I, as we were talking beforehand, I Googled it and I look at it now and I, uh, or I'm seeing, I'm looking at it like literally as we speak. And Are um, you not intrigued? This is not for me. It's not for you. <laughs> I think it, I think it's for everyone because it actually like, it, it, it solves so many problems that are so like disgusting about social media, about Instagram specifically, where it's like, it feels too like, 
It's a brochure, yes. It's a brochure. And so Be Real is just like, you see how boring, you see how everyone is just as boring as you are. I'm going to get on it. I'm going to eat my words, actually, and get on it. I'm, Jeremy, I, I, th- I think to you... Question, I definitely am intrigued. I, I don't want to pressure but you, but I think you, you and Jason would really up, like it. like, control over my image is, like, very, very uh, scary to me. I get, I understand. But it's Being also... authentic with people is not, like, I'm not interested in that. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Then, then maybe it isn't for you. But I, I think I think it could be liberating. Like, I found it very liberating, and it's And it's so you thought, fo- like, you follow people and they follow you? Mm-hmm. And then... And it's so, so what it does is what that at, so every at, there's a there's a time a random time that uh, every single day where it goes you have two minutes to post your be real and it's a front facing camera shot and a, and a oh, rear facing camera shot actually. and so and so you just wherever you are it's so nice to like, and you the, everyone's looking to feed the same time of each other's be real so it's people walking down the street or cooking or just sitting around their house it's just it's just it's oh, real that's actually that's actually kind of genius I actually kind of love that so genius you're gonna love the way you look. I guarantee, I guarantee it. it. Okay. <laughs> this is Bowen okay. Yang's I Don't Think So Honey His Time Starts Now. I don't think so, honey, us not getting to see Darcy and Perry fuck, and I love that for you. You just see them make out and kiss, <laughs> and that's it. I wanted to see these two hot. My friend is hot. <laughs> and John O. Wilson is hot. He really hot is. white men. Fuck. <laughs> Why can't you give that to us? I wanted to see that. And then you and then you get Matt Rogers taping up a box with a smile on his face in the next scene. No. Show me skin flapping on skin. I want sweat. I want I want these two men to work with an intimacy coordinator and have a good time and respect each other's boundaries. And John Wilson, I, I met him very briefly at, at a screening once. He was so lovely. I just want, I want. More John Wilson seconds. screen time in addition mm-hmm. to more Matt Rogers screen time. I can't wait to see how this story ends up. <laughs> I don't can't see. I can't wait to see where the story ends. Um, but I just uh, give us more Five gay seconds. sex scenes in TV. <laughs> it's showtime. Come on, we saw Hunter Parrish's ass every season on fucking weeds, and that's one minute. I have to agree. I, oh my well, god, me too. Me too. Honestly, what my my dream for season two is just it opens on. Uh, Perry and Darcy Close, fuck, uh, fuck fest. fucking just parts, just body parts <laughs> fucking for an unbroken five minute shot. And then Beth Ann's the in the booth. Have, have Beth Ann there. Why not? Just if, if 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 it's like, oh, we can't have two guys, like we can't have anal, then like have like one of Aiden's. We tits. can't have anal. We can't <laughs> it's actually, have it's anal. actually it's actually that in my contract. <laughs> it's actually in my showtime contract that I have to show my ass if you ask. Okay? So I'm just oh, saying it's a deal. Is, yeah, I spoke with my lawyer about it. They were like, "You have to show your ass." It's showtime, and I, it was, I, was, I, was, <laughs> I was like, "I'm good with it." But wow. listen, my my, I have many hopes and dreams for season What's weird two. Is that's in my contract too. Is the right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember reading in the script that that was going to happen, and we we like we're going to shoot it. And I remember coming to you, and I think I remember. Do you remember this? I asked you. I was like, "So, do you think that they?" fuck in this product closet and then you were like i think that they do like everything but fucking i think that like they don't fuck explicitly but like i think they have a good time and i was like okay cool and i just have to like fill in the blanks for myself like and what happened and that i had a fun i had a fun time doing that oh i like i pictured it that it was like that it's like that moment where you finally which i definitely like in college had with somebody in a stairwell or something where you're like Mm -hmm, we are mm -hmm. going to go there and this is not the place right now but like this is hot tbd what what's what's jano's background did did, was he like a is he a comedy guy did he do 
He's groundlings. Yeah. Oh, he's groundlings. groundlings. Oh, great. Good mm-hmm. for him. He's awesome. a fucking genius. He's so really such is. a find. Yeah. He he yeah. really is so funny. And he's so he's so funny. he's just great so good actor. at the character and he's great energy mm-hmm. to the point where like I remember like we shot a scene earlier in the season where it was just like get me getting like a video testimonial for him for Molly's character's like anniversary. Oh yeah. And I remember we went back and forth a couple of times and like I did have a little bit of butterflies in my stomach because I do think he's so funny and handsome. And I walked away and Jesse Klein came over to me and she was like, I think there was a little bit of chemistry there. And I was like, Do you think? And then I didn't think about Damn. it until the end of the season. And then I had truly like had such a friend crush on him. I loved him so much. And then I read in the script that it was going to happen. And I remember my stomach went to my feet because I was like, oh, my God. Oh, no. I hope he's like cool with this. I hope he doesn't like mind like because he's a straight guy. You know, I've never I've never done it. By the way, he came to us before. and he was like, no fucking way. <laughs> I'd never done an on-screen kiss before, and he was my first on-screen kiss, and so I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like I was so nervous. I was really nervous. Matt, it's so funny. It's so fucking funny. So it's my great. favorite. It's just, it's so funny. Uh, I love it too. Well, that's that's my. I don't think Sony. Mm-hmm. Matt, do you have one? Yeah, sure. Okay. This is Matt Rogers' I Don't Think So, Honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, Honey. Top Gun Maverick. Mama, <gasps> I, 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 I really no. tried. I really tried super hard for this. Honestly, I don't. I, t- I think it takes a really long time to get good. And oh. I, like once it gets good, it ah. is good. And I am standing. But the thing is, like, I don't think so, Honey. The fact that they had like this like beach volleyball scene that they tried to recreate with like a beach football scene. And it wasn't nearly gay enough. The mm. thing that's so good about Top Gun is you have that insane gay. scene of them playing beach volleyball and they're greased up and the men are so fucking hot and the, the camera lingers on their body and it feels homoerotic. Was this? I don't think so, honey. And I don't know if it's because now Tom Cruise is all in his head about being called gay like all, so many years later and he wasn't in his head about it then. But the fact is like, the, the cuts were so seconds. short and sharp and you didn't get to linger on the hottest men in America, Jay Ellis, Glenn Powell, Miles Teller, and you're going to float away from them? No, I don't think so, honey. I needed Five more. Seconds. I needed more. I needed more of Jennifer Connelly like with her perfect <laughs> hair after a sailboating. I needed more. I, it wasn't gay enough for me. I don't think so, honey. And that's one minute. Because totally the thing fair. about Top Gun is it's like it's like a gay homoerotic movie on top of being for straight right, men. Right. And that's what brought everyone together to do, to so enjoy it true. as monoculture. And I just feel like the thing that was missing was like, I was watching it the whole time waiting for the climax. And then in the process of watching it, I'm like, where's the gay shit? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like just having a Lady Gaga score in the background is not enough. Like I wanted more visceral homoerotic shit. That is what brings me to Top Gun. And, and as a result, Top Gun Maverick. And I feel like they chickened out of it. Yeah. You have a good, you have a decent point. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I loved the movie. Yes. You loved it? I did, yes. What did you like about it? I lo- I just love Tom Cruise. Yeah. I love Tom Cruise. I think he's a perfect movie star. Mm. Um I, j- he's got so much going on. He makes the the, the most simple like ridiculous little things feel <laughs> so high stakes yeah. in like one minute. It's it's and he the way he listens and he's sort of like clenching his jaw when he's listening you see Ugh. the little like muscles in the side yep. of his face move he's just so so in the world of make-believe that you're like you can't help but only believe the reality that he's presenting to you there's oh, yeah. no way to look away from it mm-hmm. totally i think the last great tom cruise movie i saw was unfortunately edge of tomorrow and that was like ages ago well that's but fantastic it's I a mean, fantastic the th- movie the thing about tom cruise is he is a great actor and you actually so as an actor can learn a lot from watching him yes. because because he is 
so crazy that he is like a, an active listener and everything feels very watchable when he's on screen because he is so in it. My problem is not with him. And I understand that- No, it's that with the gayness. It, it, I understand that in dragging Top Gun Maverick, you sort of do drag Tom Cruise because he no. is so involved in the fabric of making it. Like it's everything is always a Tom Cruise production, et cetera. But for me, it's just like, I feel the movie shied away from one of the elements that whether they want to admit it or not made it really great. Made, yeah. And I and think you want to see Jay Ellis greased up, like kind of wrestling with another with Glenn or something. And also too many characters, like to just too many characters that mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't care about like Jay Ellis's character at all. I didn't really I mean when Glenn Powell, like spoiler alert. 15 seconds, 15 seconds. When Glenn Powell comes in and like saves the day at the end, like I get that he and Miles Teller like had like a like a like a rivalry that sort of mirrors the one that Val Kilmer had with Tom earlier, but like it wasn't lived in enough. Like I didn't feel the stakes of it. I also really don't like, and this should have been in the I don't think so, honey, but I don't like what they did with the Meg Ryan character. Like she dies off screen, they barely mention her, and I feel mm. that it was giving sexism that they didn't have her back. And also, like, what happened to Kelly McGillis? What happened to her character? I know she wasn't asked either. They just like moved on with Jennifer Connolly, who's like, I guess character's name is mentioned in the original, but that's not really enough for me. I wanted a little bit more connection to the original for the gays and for the women who also enjoy Top Gun. This movie was aggressively hetero in a way that I feel was like hetero drag fun maximalism, but the grandeur of the homoeroticism I was missing. And I I thought Mm. that they could have made that gesture. That's all. It would have been amazing if like when John Hamm walks up to him on the beach, he's like, we have like one week left for training. What, What are you out here playing football? What are you doing? He's like, you want a team? There's your team. And you just cut to them and it's just full orgy. Just yeah, full yeah. Fucking exactly. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, exactly. That could have been great. Thank you for mm. that. So it is time for Jeremy Byler's I Don't Think So, Honey. Are you ready, sir? Okay, I'm ready. Okay. okay. Buckle this up, time baby. Is oh. Jeremy Byler's I Don't Think So, Honey. His time, it starts now. Okay, I don't think so, honey. QR code menus. Okay, okay. and this is a phenomenon <laughs> that has been has made it to Europe. I think we have all agreed. <gasps> You cannot catch COVID from a piece of paper. We <laughs> all you. know this. I want hand me a piece of paper. I don't want to. I, I don't want to click through to the no. to the cocktails and then click back to the appetizers. Can I please like order like a burrata or a kale salad or like an avocado toast without having to use Face ID? And oh. can we? And by the way, classist. Okay. Uh, uh, yep, um, yep, uh, yep. Ageist. Okay, yes. my, my parents don't know how to use a QR code. Not everybody is on the fucking 15. Tim Cook teat, like slapping oh. their thumbs on a little like little rectangle of glass all day, like a fucking T Rex. I I just want a warm glow. I want to be with my Five friends, seconds. my husband's fellowshipping. I don't want blue light. <laughs> this is not a blue light place i don't think so honey and that's one thank you so much and you know what that was topical timely and truthful thank you Mm. well there's a real anger within me i know all you want is your husband in fellowship is that what you said gorgeous 
fellowshipping friends, you know, just a warm a candlelight glow. And is there anything more relatable than a complaint about a restaurant? Absolutely. <laughs> we all understand that this <laughs> time been, But the th- here's the thing. You are so correct. You can't get COVID from it, but now it's like, you know what's going on. It's like, oh, wow, we've really like reduced the like wa- wasting the of footprint. paper, yeah, yeah, the yeah. footprint. And now I don't think we will ever go back. I think that's one of those things that with COVID has changed forever. I really do. Is it also the restaurants? Is it restaurants being like, oh, this is just easier? Like Maybe. we don't have to do anything. We just like tape this to the table and then we put it online and like whatever. Like it's I guess it's more tedious to have the menus, but it, it does for me it takes away from the service aspect a little bit. I'm like, oh, I yeah. want I want to be like I want for someone to reach over me and hand me something or take something yes, away. And hand me a thing that's been that's been printed in, in my yes. honor. Yes. Also, it's it is just it's a lot <laughs> to negotiate, like like the, the scrolling back and forth between like brunch, it's, lunch, dinner, drinks. It's like you want it all in one nice spot. To be able top. to like check your email while you're ordering, but you know, it's yeah. I, maybe, I, I, I I'm I'm ha- like I'm I've been trying to like notice when I have like little feelings like deep within and when I pull out you know, when I pull out the and take the QR code, it's like there's something happening. Something right. happens. Ooh. Right. And you let that out. I- I'm so glad. And I let it out. Thank you for thank you for affording me the opportunity. I hope that restaurants hear this. Restaurant managers hear this. I think a lot of people in the industry listen to this uh, podcast. And mm-hmm. I what I want is I want people to start unionizing, shaking things up at their restaurant. I want servers, busboys, barbacks. You guys are the backbone of these restaurants. So it's your voice that matters. Let's during the Nest staff meeting, let's say something. Okay. Let's say something. Let's make this bottom up. Okay. Let's make this bottom up. Mm-hmm. Not top down. Top down, bottom up. This has been a top down, bottom up, absolutely fantastic episode of Los Culturistas. Jeremy. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Thank you for in- inviting me here. It's, Jeremy. It's, it was a lot of fun. The best. We're I mean, thrilled. We're, I feel like I got called to the, to like the fun, the fun person table. Like I really feel. <laughs> was it fun? I feel like. Did you it have was a really nice fun. time? Do you guys, have, do you not have fun anymore doing these? No, we always we, have, fun. we have we always have fun. But you're in Spain while your husband is like in the Making yard. Like that sounds like more fun to me. Yeah, it sounds. Iconic. Well, but here's the thing: we're parked for like a long for like weeks. I'm like I'm having all my long days reading my books. Now is my moment <gasps> to like connect with the real world and see people that I love. And uh, this was actually perfect. And now we I'm gonna go it. have a Rioja. Oh my, oh god. my god, I want a Rioja so bad. Oh <laughs> so my god, a Rioja nice. with your gorgeous husband. Oh god, uh, in Spain. What the aspirational life. Um, well, we love you so much. And the the season finale you. of I Love That For You is airing this weekend. You can stream it on Friday and then forever. And you can watch it when it airs linear on Sunday at 8:30 on uh Showtime. Uh, but this has been great. Thank you, motherfucker. Thank and you. We Thank end you, every you episode with a song. <laughs> Near to listen to the rest of that you can get the vhs tape of titanic away in your parents closet somewhere and sort of fast forward to the end of the second cassette and wait for the credits bye bye 
There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.